to The Real Slim Fady Show. I'm your host, Fady Hawama, and today I'm going to talk about how to stay motivated as an entrepreneur. And I've said this about a million times, and I'll say it another 70 million times. Being an entrepreneur is by far the most difficult career choice anyone can choose, and it is the most lonely. To be an entrepreneur, the very first thing you have to know in order to become successful is you have to be good at being told no. I've started several companies now, and Clockwork right now is the first like company company. It's a proper business, venture-backed, startup software, huge market, huge opportunity, could potentially be literally a billion dollar company one day. You know, the goal is to IPO clockwork. But when I started my first company as a consultant, I scaled it, had employees, did did the whole thing, but I was a consultant and I didn't really feel like an entrepreneur. But even then I had to be good at being told no. You know, when you're signing new clients, when you're trying to launch new business deals, when you're trying to expand on partnerships and all this stuff, people are always super excited to talk about being an entrepreneur and support entrepreneurship and support businesses and and hustlers and you're starting this out and we like you, we want to do stuff. Those things usually don't actually come together. And I was very naive when I first started my outsourced CFO consulting firm because every single person that I would talk to, I'd be so excited. I'm like, okay, this is going to be so dope. They're actually going to do this. We're going to be millionaires by the end of this year. Those never happened. Those, Those absolutely never happened. And I would get so excited and then I'd be crushed. And that was the naive entrepreneur in me, right? That wasn't the successful VC-backed entrepreneur for all intents and purposes, right? And so that was a huge differentiator right off the bat. And I had to really understand that. And I learned that lesson the hard way, right? No one really told me, hey, you're going to be hyped up a ton, but it's never really going to happen, right? People are always going to be super excited about this and they're going to all want to talk to you. They're all going to meet you. But the probability of something actually happening are slim to none. And when I launched Clockwork, I can't tell you how many no's I got. And I literally would probably put it in the category of 100 no's to every one yes. And when you start sharing an idea with someone and I'm going to start this company, you're going to have two camps. You're going to have one camp that's, oh, that's awesome. You should go do it. This is going to be great. You're going to be great. Then you have the other camp that's, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You're very good at what you're doing right now. There's no reason you should go and risk it all and da, da, da. Those are the two camps of supporters you'll get. But they're both not productive. The people that are saying, oh yeah, you should go and do it. They don't fully understand. Unless you're a unique case where you have successful entrepreneurs in your circle and they legitimately know what it's like to launch a company, grow a company, scale a company successfully, them supporting you may just be because they're being nice. Maybe them just supporting you just to support you. Then the people on the other side that want to shit all over your ideas, not really say, you know, yes, this is a good idea. They're going to be the naysayers. They may be more scared for you and they have, they may have your best interest at their, at their heart, but they don't understand what you're going after. They don't see what you're going after. They don't understand that the opportunity is really that massive. So both of those camps don't really help you. If you listen to one or the other, you're, you're screwed either way. So you really have to go all in on yourself. You have to go all in on yourself to be a proper entrepreneur to start off your stuff. And I will say, in my experience, the people that were behind me when I was launching my consulting firm and 
then when I launched Clockwork, they were all, yes, you should do this, yes, you should do this, yes, you Then I did it. Then where were they to support me? They didn't sign up. They didn't pay me. They didn't hire me as a, as a as an outsourced CFO. They kind of, oh, this is great. Good luck. Then there was no support from them. Then it was kind of funny. The people that were the naysayers that were like, oh, you shouldn't do this. You have a great job at Boeing. You shouldn't leave this to do. A they were making introductions for me. They're like, okay, he did it. I'm going to go and support him and I'm actually going to try and help him. So it was kind of funny to see the two dynamics, um, especially as I, as I started my consulting firm. When I started Clockwork for the longest time, everyone was like, this is, this is huge. This is huge. This is great. But then the naysayers were like, there's no way that you can do this. Do you know the number of companies that failed? Do you know the number of founders that failed? Do you know how much money you're going to have to make and raise and da, da. Can you go without a paycheck for the, and all those statistics are there. That's the easy route. You know, it's very easy to, to, to poke at someone's idea, someone's, someone's vision when they're just getting started. So when I say how to stay motivated as an entrepreneur, you have to be self-motivated. You're not going to get any motivation from anyone that will give you enough to keep going. Because being an entrepreneur is the most difficult career path you could choose. And if you genuinely aren't good at being told no, or genuinely aren't good at pushing through all the negative consequences, to be honest, of going on it and building something yourself, you're not going to be successful. 100%. If you don't understand that, you're not doing enough. You're either not being ambitious enough, you're not going after enough, and or you're not pushing yourself enough. You're not genuinely getting out there to really push yourself, or you're simply the luckiest person in the world, right? If you have everyone falling in line, giving you money, signing up, giving you investment, getting yes to every single thing that you're doing, oh, you're so great, this is gonna be awesome, and then it actually hits, go play the lottery because you're going to make a lot more money playing the lottery with that kind of luck than, than being an entrepreneur going into this, uh, this entire system. But you know, the real side of it is the first hundred no's that you're going to get. And I, literally the first hundred they'll hit differently. They'll hit different, especially if it's your first business and they come at the worst time ever. When you start your business, and I don't care what kind of business it is, consulting, product, e-commerce, professional services, a medical company, a technology company, it doesn't matter what type of business, a car dealership, your passion and ambition needs to be untouchable. It needs to be untouchable because there's going to be so many people that will say no, 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 at the beginning. And if your passion, your ambition is not untouchable, you will crash and you will burn. You'll get burnt out. You're going to be like, oh, everyone was right. I'm just not going to do this. And then you resort back to not actually going after your vision. And the tricky thing of that is when you start off your thing, your self-doubt is the highest. You're constantly playing your own worst enemy in your head. I know when I started my, my consulting firm, I was like, holy shit, what am I doing? I'm not gonna be able to get all these clients. I'm not gonna be, why would anyone pay me? I think I'm good, but am I actually good? Why would someone pay me for this? And there's so many different things that I was playing around in my head. I was potentially my own worst enemy. And then you add everyone else's negativity on top of that. And it was, it's literally a recipe for disaster. And so if your passion and your ambition, your drive to build something is not, untouchable, you're going to fizzle out immediately because you'll let your own thoughts 
beat up your own idea, beat up your 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 plan, your vision, and then everyone else will just be uh, you know literally cherry on top, and it'll be it'll be done before it even started. And when you get a no from an external person, third party, you're already at a no in your mind. Perfect storm. Perfect storm for a disaster. It's literally going to be over before it even started. You have to be at a fuck yes to start something all on yourself. And you have to make sure that when everyone else is telling you no, you see something that they don't. And that's really the difference between successful entrepreneurs who get something off the ground or the failed entrepreneurs. If you don't have that impenetrable defense against any of negativity, you're you're going to crash and burn. And a lot of times, you know, companies are it's the survival of the fittest. It's it's a battle, a war of attrition. If you're patient enough and you're in the game long enough, things will happen. You know, very few times do companies strike gold overnight, right? That's one of the most underestimated and underrated aspects of being an entrepreneur is time it takes. And a lot of times people give up. People are impatient. They're like, oh, I'm not getting this in one year. Um, this other company raised a $100 million valuation in one year. And that it's so easy to beat yourself up because you're looking at all the success stories. But those success stories, you don't know what's really beneath those. You don't know what's actually actually layered in between. And it was funny, when I first moved to Chicago, I was sur- surrounded by all these just badass entrepreneurs. And I'm like, holy shit, one day I want to be raising as much money as you and building 50 employees and and all this stuff. But then I started getting more ingrained into that scene. And the, the entrepreneurs that I was so excited about turned out to be kind of full of shit, full of hot air. You look at one of the darling children of Chicago, Company called Outcome Health. They raised a bajillion dollars. They were they were literally valued at a billion dollars, and that was like the poster child for all Chicago companies. It never really smelt right. It never really lined up. And I would always look at the business. I'm like, I don't necessarily know where they're getting their stuff, but if they do it, phenomenal. A year after they were valued at a billion, maybe less than a year, they were bankrupt because they literally were fraudulent. They were lying about the revenue. They were lying about all the stuff. The founders literally took money and ran away with it. And now literally the founders are, I think one of the guys is in jail. The co-founder, I think she fled back to India or something like that. Like, That kind of stuff happens more often than not, obviously not at that scale, but at the very early stages, you're always going to hear of the success stories, but there's, for every one success story, there's a million failures that happen because people simply didn't hang in it. And, you know, when you look at really building your business, it, looking around the people who love you and around you all the time, like your family, your closest friends, they always want the best for you. And they think the best for you is being comfortable, being in your comfort zone, doing the safe thing. For some people, that isn't the best for you. Like for me, when I was at Boeing, it was the most comfortable job in the world. And I was going crazy. I worked in on the Dreamliner. I worked on the 787 and the 737 and the F-15 and the F-18. And it was on paper a dream job, you know. Boeing is the most valuable aerospace company in the world. I was internally just in turmoil because I can't be comfortable. And I need to be uncomfortable because I know that if you are not uncomfortable, you don't grow. And if you are loving comfort, you want to be complacent, 
don't be an entrepreneur. Because if you're not uncomfortable, you're not going to be successful. You know, I started Clockwork and my family is super supportive as you would want, right? But we're old school Jordanian. We're old school Middle Eastern. My family, they're all doctors and they chose the safe path. So when I got a job out of Boeing, they were like, wow, you're killing it. You're amazing. You're so successful. We knew you would do it. And that was it. Fatty's going to be at Boeing forever. And that's what it's going to be. Then when I was like, you know what? I'm leaving Boeing. I can't be at Boeing. I'm not making as much money as I think I should be. I'm not advancing my career as quickly as I should. And every single one of my family were like, you are an idiot to leave Boeing. There's no way you are going to give up Boeing to go and do some consulting. And you know what? I did it. And every single person kind of came back. They're like, you're an idiot. And I was an idiot for leaving Boeing because I left for a small boutique consulting firm in the oil and gas industry run by a completely narcissistic person and I was reporting to an even more narcissistic, alcoholic person. I didn't have the full picture when I joined that company, but I was running away from Boeing because I was just so comfortable and I was afraid of being comfortable. And so I went into the most uncomfortable position and, and it was a horrible decision. But you know what? I learned. I learned some phenomenal skills and I learned a lot of what to look for in companies to be successful and what what I actually need to be successful around me. And I can't tell you how many times after I left Boeing, I worked the consulting gig that lasted literally 10 months. And I was like, this is the most toxic organization in the world. And then I started my outsource CFO consulting firm simply because people kept telling me, hey, we need your help on this and building models and cash flow forecasts and scenarios and fund and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to start charging you guys for this because, you know, I can. And they were more than happy to pay for it. So that's really how my consulting firm started. I never wanted to actually start a consulting firm. It just, just kind of happened. But being an entrepreneur, you have to be completely untouchable from all the negativity and the naysayers that are always around you. And being so core to your vision and your mission and why you're doing it, that's the difference. That's what's going to keep you to wake up on those super difficult days and what it is going to require for you to actually elevate into a successful entrepreneur and look at the big picture and actually move your company forward. And if you're an entrepreneur and you work in corporate America, you know how soul-sucking it is. You can't describe that. You know, that's something that I can't describe. I loved my job at Boeing, loved it, phenomenal company, phenomenal team members, but it was soul sucking because I wasn't doing what I thought I was capable of. And I was right. You know, I left Boeing and I took a few missteps. I had stumbled along the way, but starting clockwork, growing clockwork, building clockwork into what it is and what it's going to be is a thousand percent what I was meant to do. But it took a lot of time, a lot of self-doubt, fighting through self-doubt, fighting through all the doubt of a lot of people that were very, very close to me, fighting through all that to get to this point. And you know what? I can't tell you how many people I've seen, co-founders, founders, people in my ecosystem that have given their dream up because they were just self-doubt, they got a comfortable job offer. They got a comfortable position. They just they kind of gave up because they just didn't have in it in themselves to keep going. And quite honestly, I don't blame them. I do not blame them. I've heard of way too many founders and entrepreneurs literally take their lives because of the stress and the pressure and everything that they're going through. And when I say it's a lonely career path, 
and it's the most difficult. That's not an understatement. That's that's not being dramatic. People literally take their lives because their company takes it. And if you don't know how to fight through that and stick in with the bad times, fight through the bad times, it'll take it. So when I say being motivated as an entrepreneur, you have to be completely untouchable from all the external issues that will happen, all the no's, all the what are you doing, and all the offers to be comfortable. I can't tell you how many times when I was a consultant, I can't tell you how many job offers I got from clients that were killing it, super successful businesses. They were giving me offers, 150,000 base salary, 200,000 base salary, plus equity, plus bonus, plus all this. And it was very difficult to give up on, you know, to say no to comfort. And a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you have to say no to comfort because if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be uncomfortable. You thrive for being uncomfortable. And there's not a day at clockwork, even now with all the things that we've done, uh, you know, and, and continue to do and, and grow, I'm always looking for ways to make myself uncomfortable. I hated sales, hated sales. You know, I never was super fond of salespeople in general. I knew I needed to be good at sales. So you know what? I put myself on every single sales call. And I found myself a badass sales mentor and I'm like, make me an actual salesperson. And I realized that being a good salesperson is the least salesy type thing in the world and I fell in love with it. But you always have to be looking to be uncomfortable. Starting my podcast, I never like to hear my voice on recordings, let alone, let alone a podcast. You have to be uncomfortable to genuinely lean into stuff. And you have to be able to fight through all the no's and fight through all the people that are supposed to support you that don't support you. And don't take that as a negative. The people that support you, they love you and they want what's best for you. And they think that they're giving you what's best for you by telling you to stay comfortable. They just don't know. They don't see what you're doing and how you're how you're going about it. So make sure that when you when you think about being an entrepreneur, you are all in. You are all in because you have to be all in. Because if you're not all in, it will take everything from you. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Real Slim Fady Show, and I'm Fady Hwatma, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>